Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Joey, Imran, and your boy, Cheeky Mike. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really would appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk with two very special guests. We got our very own Cheeky Crypto himself, Mr. Chris. Chris, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You? Doing well. Doing well. And we have back again, Mr. Adam Bergman. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Love, love to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. Excited. Joey, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm really good, Mike. Yeah, delighted to be here in London for the uh, Cheeky Crypto Meetup. Oh, man. Well, you got to give us a little more than that, man. Come on. You know you felt like you Just love a- some London today, right? Yeah, I know. I've had a fantastic day on the uh, streets of London, uh, thanks to uh, IK and Popeye. And yeah, it's, it's been absolutely brilliant. Just going around, seeing, the, seeing a few sites. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, IK, how you doing, bro? After uh, Besides being a, a tour guide today. Yeah, uh, really good day today, mate. Uh, it's good to see Joey in London. We're getting lots of uh, stuff sorted out for uh, tomorrow's meetup at Blacks. Um, really, really happy. Um, we've got two big guns, the heavyweights, Chris and Adam here, uh, to talk uh, macroeconomics with everyone. So uh, yeah. let's get started, Mikey, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Obviously, today, uh, GDP numbers came out this morning uh, down 0.9%. Expected was up 0.3%. Uh, which therefore gave crypto a little bit of a boost, I would call it. Uh, Bitcoin got as high as 24K. Chris, what's your thoughts on Bitcoin getting to 24K today? Uh, it just wants to you know, pull my pants down, doesn't it, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to be quite frank. Um, look, you know, I think there's a lot of other events happening you know, during the week. I think you know, there's still, um, I, I guess, a lot of volatility to, to see potentially this week. And I think uh, it's a bit of a relief rally, to be honest with you. Adam? Um, I don't really see any factors that's going to completely bring Bitcoin down. The two main things that I was worried about was the liquidation from Celsius, and I was worried about liquidation from MicroStrategy. That's not going to happen. There's a couple of nice, positive things that's happening in the market as well as um, – there's some rumors about CBDCs, besides for just America, uh, some CBDCs coming out of Europe, which is good for all cryptocurrencies. And uh, barring some crazy event, I look, I just don't see an event that's bringing crypto down. I just don't see that macro chasm that can bring us back down to a certain level, personally. Yeah, I, I, I get your point on that. Joey, Joey, you seem to maybe have a point to that. What, what, you, what are your thoughts? We can't hear you, brother. I think you're on mute. <laughs> apologies, apologies. No, I That's always, okay. kind of, I always feel that there's the, the certain um, circumstances down the line that can definitely bring us down. And it, it might not just, it might, it might just be, you know, a macro event, like you said, it could be another Black Swan event. There's, a, there's a lot of foot around Coinbase and concerns about Coinbase at the minute. So could yeah. it be that, you know? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up the Coinbase thing. Obviously, we'll dive into that a little bit, um, and the fact that Kathy Wood sold off 1.4 million shares of Coinbase yesterday at a $281 million loss, which once again, I'm still confused as to why she would do that, unless there's something that she knows that we don't. Imran, what's your thoughts? Bitcoin hitting 24K. I know you've been driving around London all day today, so you really haven't been able to catch up on the markets, but you know, I know you're not expecting us to go to the moon right now, right? Like you and Bergman have this bet right now. I think 
uh, still going on. And I, I think it's up until December, right? Is that correct? Well, um, I was expecting to... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd be a hundred dollars richer. Well, it was going to go to charity anyway. But look, um, I'm I, I do think this is a suckers rally. Um, I'm not going to be buying. I'm waiting. I'm, I, I do believe we're going to be up and down for a little while. Um, it's going to be interesting. But I hope we see lower lows. I'm still sitting out the market at the moment. Um, just going to see how this plays out, mate. Yeah. So just in Amazon reports, 121 billion dollars in revenue for Q2. Now, it doesn't say whether or not they hit or miss, but I'm assuming if all that that's all they posted, it must be a positive thing. Um, so I guess we'll wait to hear about Apple coming in. But uh, yeah, Adam, it looks like you're the only one that's a little bullish here. Look, I'm not saying I'm right, and I'm not saying I'm wrong. <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. I could genuinely back up what I say. It's not right. It's not wrong. I could genuinely back it up with data and knowledge. Now, I don't do technical analysis. I know Chris is really big on that. and. I don't know the first thing about it, but I look at a macro environment as a whole. There were certain catalysts that brought, brought down the price of Bitcoin. Those certain catalysts made people sell Bitcoin. Most of trading for Bitcoin, 70% of it is bots. Those bots automatically sell Bitcoin when it hits a certain threshold. Those bots went apeshit at 19999 That was the threshold, 20000 and plus or minuses. Those bots were attacking like crazy to make Celsius liquidate and to make um, MicroStrategy liquidate. So they shot all of their ammunition as much as possible to short sellers. Mm -hmm. At this particular point in time, I don't think we're going to an all-time high. Let me just make that very clear. Sure. I, I do think we are going to go higher and we're going to stabilize. At this point, it's just oversold and there's more buyers than there are sellers there's just no more sellers nobody like there, there's no more ammunition for sales like everyone's like oh we sold already what are we what are we selling that's my explanation of why sure chris what's your thoughts well like i i guess my question would be what about china's property crisis is that the black swan event i mean asia's right. richest uh, woman's just lost half of her 24 billion fortune due to the property crisis there um, and I think that that's huge and I don't see it getting lots of airtime. So for, for me, that's kind of the, the one sort of black swan event that I could see potentially impacting a lot of different markets. Obviously, there's a lot of money tied up there uh, and it can be a bit like a domino effect, really. So, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Adam, about, you know, like the, the price probably going to go up a little bit, you know, maybe a bit of sideways action. I don't think this is anything that's going to happen in like the next few days, for example, where we see these lower lows. But I think sort of end of August, mid-September, around that sort of time, I think we could see some, some downward sort of motion. And if we do potentially go down to lower lows or, or we don't, I, I don't think it really matters too much. I just think that we're going to be going down somewhere near or a little bit further. That's kind of how I see it. I don't see a $10,000 Bitcoin like a lot of people talk about. Um, you know, and I think the, the other aspect to, to look at is the, uh, what do you call it? The realized price for, for Bitcoin. Now, you know, the 2018, for example, it was under the realized price for Bitcoin for 133 days and 2022, it's like 35 days. So, you know, I, I just, I just think this would be the shortest bear market 
in the history of bear markets uh if the bottom is in and you know it continues as you know people expect it to uh, in line with everything else that's happened now i think i i put out i say i think i know i put out a video um, <laughs> talking about indicators <laughs> and um the fact that you know a lot of the indicators are likely to be wrong because there isn't enough data to back up like a lot of these indicators and everybody's like talking about these seven indicators that show that the bottom's in but a lot of these indicators haven't been in a macro environment like what we're in slash going into so i think a lot of those are going to fail and i think you know it's great to have these as kind of like a, a gauge and i know that a lot of people are looking at it and making decisions based on it but you know i was i was somebody in may that said that the bottom was going to come in in june yeah and june's come june's gone and now i'm like you know what i'm looking at the macro environment and i'm thinking it might take a black swan event perhaps china's property crisis is going to be that um but maybe it's not and maybe i'm wrong like you know everybody's just trying to to guess which way the market's going but i do see a lot of people that perhaps haven't been through a recession before that haven't been in in these markets you know um for for that long haven't really got a lot of experience um putting out tweets and stuff like this which is just hopium in my opinion um but i'm still dollar cost averaging we started a portfolio builder um you know there's no reason not to be playing in the market like if you're a long-term investor these are still really juicy prices and i think that's really important to 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 be talking about uh, and i agree that people buy and now it's the right time to buy but i have got a big stack of fear on the side waiting for that right that big macro event i'm not going to get the bottom but i'm going to get somewhere close um, chris and do you see in your opinion do you see a more um, downside with this evergrande um situation and probably mount gox in uh, next month do you think we're going to see lower prices I think it's difficult to say. I, I, I think, yeah, potentially if we see some of this, but I think it needs something bigger. Uh, and I think the China, China property crisis is going to be that that black swan event that really does bring it down. That's just my opinion. I think that, um, you know, in combination with a few other things that just, you know, all seem to happen at the, the right time will bring the market down. I think um, that that's kind of my view on it. Um, but yeah, yeah I look. think Adam. I think Adam has a point, right? It's going to take a black swan event at yeah. this point. Like the 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 attempt to get Celsius liquidated and MicroStrategy liquidated failed, right? And so at that point, I feel like everyone was just like, "All right, you know what? We're just going to pump now, right?" So could 17k have been the bottom? It, there's a chance. And none of us are going to know until, like Chris is saying, like the China right. defaults on mortgages and stuff like that. I mean, I yeah. thought I read something the other day that there's 30 percent of mortgages are in default. 30%. Yeah. It's a I lot. Go ahead, Adam. I want to talk about the Mount Gox only because some people asked me to make a video. A lot of people, there's, before we do that, there's something called an echo chamber. An echo chamber when everything's right, everybody knows what this is. When everything's going great, everybody's the best trader in the world. Yo, you can't go down. You guys are crazy. When everything is bad, people are so negative. It's worse. It's 10 times Agreed. worse. Agreed. No, no matter what happens, it's going to go worse. It's going to go worse. And everybody wants it to go worse because they're a cheerleader and everybody likes a horror movie over a comedy. In general, that's the way it is because you get more emotions out of a horror movie than a comedy. Now, Mount Gox, everybody's like, oh, it's going to go under. It's going to go under. And I'm like, okay, let me do a little bit of research for it, especially because of the Celsius was happening. Mount Gox 
has like 148,000 Bitcoin. First, That's they're going to give. It is a lot. It is a lot. And on the surface, people are like, oh, you know, if they sell, they're going to tank the market. Well, let's do a little bit of math. The average uh, Bitcoin uh, daily volume is approximately 30 billion right now, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. Daily, daily volume right now, before it was higher. Uh, Mount Gox equates, if they sold everything, to approximately 7 to 9%. Off the top of my head, I don't know the prices right now, but around that, under 10. We've had sales of 10%. Uh, of 10% of volume and it didn't tank the prices, yeah, it's going to go down, but it's not going to tank it. That's one I wanted to say. Number two, people are concentrating on Mt. Gox. And again, it's playing rumors. Everybody's playing phone tag. Like I told this guy, that guy, and nobody does research. <laughs> the settlement is this. If you want the settlement now, if you want cash now, we will liquidate, liquidate it for you. But if you are owed $1,000, we'll give you 500, some type of settlement on the amount of money that's owed. If you want to stay long in crypto, you will get all your funds in the future. So that's my, my answer for Mt. Gox. Why I, that was my next thing of, oh my God, maybe Mt. Gox is going to tank it. Maybe that's the event. But then I started thinking about it and I did research. I'm like, no, this is not going to tank crypto. In terms of China, yes, that's a black swan event. But Crypto is so, uh, like you said, the, the, the indicators, Chris, when you were doing it, and I mm. saw you live when you were doing like the thing. So one thing that you said was very interesting that the bull runs, I'm sorry, the bear markets are getting lower. You literally did like a triangle mm. and you showed, I remember that, which is very interesting because I didn't pay attention to that. So that's one. Why are they getting lower? Why is everything changing? And why are we no longer pegged as a hedge against inflation? We're no longer that. We will never be that anymore. Agreed, yeah. Because we are now acting as a sub-asset of the tech sector. Bitcoin is just another tech asset right now, right? And crypto as a whole is a sub-asset of a sub-asset of this new tech sector. The reason why, because if I'm not mistaken, 70 or 90% is all institutionally owned. The crypto is institutionally owned. It's no longer us. No, we're small. Whatever they want to do, they're going to do. We have no control over it. And because of Celsius, because of Voyager, because of YouTubers like uh, Moon Boy Idiot and all these people screaming <laughs> to the moon, telling you, bro, the guy is a clown. All these people telling you, and he's the one on freaking Fox representing crypto. The guy doesn't there's, a lot, there's a lot of people on Fox and CNBC that represent crypto that should not be. Oh, it's, it I commented out. on one of her tweets uh, i know who yesterday. you're talking about <laughs> ridiculous right well, the, the, the one that says that bitcoin's never been hacked yeah and the one that says shots don't work injections yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty pretty then, interesting but then but then must, have, but then must uh, have them because they're traveling to the, from the uk to to the us <laughs> just saying. uh just finish it really really fast and because we have all of this leverage trading that is exactly the reason why crypto is no longer a hedge against inflation. You cannot possibly hedge inflation because people are 10x, 100x, 1,000xing their leverage. Therefore, crypto is no longer. And it took me six months to realize this. As CPI is going up, inflation is going up. I'm like, this is great. Crypto is going to go up. It didn't go up. This is great. Crypto and it's not going up. And I'm like, what the F is going on over here? I realized all of this, to the moon, to the moon, blah, blah, blah. That ruined crypto. And now we have a different dynamic of crypto and a different catalyst of what's going to happen. Yeah. What, what, what's the next catalyst? So right now there's a battle right now. The uh, reserve currency of the, of the world is the United States dollar. Okay. 
in 1970s, there was a gold standard, uh, Brenton Wood gold standard. I'm pronouncing that wrong, but that's what it is. And I believe uh, Richard Dixon took us off the standard. And that meant that our dollars were backed by gold and the world's currency was backed by the United States gold reserve. We temporarily, it's still temporarily, off of this standard. And we came up with something called fiat. And fiat literally means by decree. That is the exact freaking meaning of fiat. So when people are like, oh, your money is not backed, crypto is not backed by anything. Literally, money is backed by nothing as well, except the United States military, which is a form of imperialism. I love United States, and I love it because I'm here. And United States allies like the UK and uh, NATO countries, European Union, they all live off of that. So now a lot of countries want to get off of that. So now you have OPEC, which is responsible for 80% of all oil production by sales throughout the world, approximately. And now you have something called a petrodollar, which means that all settlement of oil from OPEC needs to be done in the United States dollar. And that's now our peg. That's why we're never going to go out of control inflation. Well, now you have BRIC countries like Brazil, India, China, Russia, who want to get off the United States standard. Obviously, they don't like that. And I don't blame them. It's bad for them, really good for us. So now you got to come up with another reserve currency in the future, right? Because oil eventually is going to go down. You need other, I'm talking about in the next, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, you know, our kids' ages. There's going to be a race for a reserve currency of a CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. The country is going to come up with a central bank digital currency. They're going to make other countries settle up in that, which means other countries are going to do that as well. And the people that are in crypto, this is my theory. I know I sound like a freaking Looney Tunes. But the people in crypto, when that happens, crypto is going to freaking skyrocket. That's when you're going to get that million-dollar Bitcoin, my personal opinion. I think it's at that point where it's due, right? The world, you know, reserve currency, like that has got to change. There's, there is normally just a term for it, like a period of time, and then it changes over, right, historically. Yep. So, yeah, I can see that. And the CBD aspect of things, I think we might go off in a, in a different direction, you know, particularly if the likes of XRP get utilized and then, you know, I think that that changes the dynamic a little bit. Um, but that's a big if, right? Like, you know, it's got a, there's got to be a lot of people that agree to that. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether that actually comes to, to fruition or not. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a change coming. Um, and I don't think it's going to be a, a quick one. I mean, uh, if you look at um, the CBDCs and the um, the project plans for a lot of the central banks, you know, a lot of the work, the, the rails are put in for 2025 uh, and they see crypto, at least when I was looking at it, like in a, a lot of depth, they were looking at it like 2030 would be a mature market, right? So I think we've still got a long way to go and whether they actually achieve those milestones that are set out, not just in you know, the, the, the um, Bank of England, for example, you know, it's multiple central banks around the world and they all kind of align. All their project plans that I've seen are all talking about the same dates. They're all, you know, potentially using the likes of Accenture to, to put those uh, rails in. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting thing to, to, to see how it all plays out. I'm, I'm not of the same belief as uh, said uh, influencers out there that talk about programmable money and and garbage like that, I just don't think that the people would stand for that 
if that makes sense. I think there would be riots and, you know, you see it in parts of the world, right, where, you know, the money goes to, to, to zero in essence, it's worthless. And you see all the riots on the street. So I don't think you're going to see stuff like that. I think there's a lot of scaremongering going on, um, driving a lot of fear into to the space through that stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation. I think we could probably talk about it for hours, right? I, uh, I do have something I wanted to talk to everybody about. Joey, I don't know if you saw this, Imran. I know you guys have been out and about all day, but uh, SEC Chair Gary Gensler says the agency is working with crypto exchanges to regulate them like securities exchanges. So this was probably about an hour ago. This came out on Twitter. What's your guys' thoughts? Well, I mean, Joe? that's that's a big change, right? If they're working with people, not not against them, enforcing. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. you know, like I would be holding them to the wording of that. <laughs> right. Joe? Oh, it's very rich coming from Mr. Gensler, isn't it? Um, <laughs> if you uh, see what's going on with his own companies. You know, I, to be honest, there's evidence building that why isn't uh, one of his own companies being investigated? Oh, you know, because uh, he's he's the chair, right? So, but yeah, moving on from that, no, I'm I'm not surprised, but you, you, I just think there's I think there's really shady things going on with the SEC at the minute, and I, I'm just really confused because you know, so you see it, you're seeing it in the XRP, you're seeing it in the Ripple case at the minute that they're, they're getting battered. Um, it, to me, it just doesn't look like they're going to settle. Um, I, I don't, I'm. I'm a bit lost where the orders are coming from. Where, 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 where? Who, who's, who's making? I used to think I knew where the decisions were coming from at the SEC at the minute, and now I really don't. I'm, a, I'm a bit baffled. I'd love to get someone else's opinion on this. Imran, what's your thoughts? Sorry, sorry, Chris. Yeah, I mean, um, for them to, you know, work with the crypto exchanges to regulate them like security exchanges, I think it's a big thing. It's important. Um, it's a matter of time. As you know, it's only a matter of time. Um, let's see where all this goes, mate. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, Chris, go ahead. I'd just say maybe it's just the cynic in me, like, you know, coming out and wanting to be vocal here, but like managing them like security exchanges, like, are they implying that these are all securities? Is this a, a new tactic from the SEC to, to, you know, do damage to, to the crypto market in some sort of way because they aren't winning? Well, that's obviously his goal, right? Well, who who knows? I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I agree that there are many security projects at the moment, um, projects that are securities, um, but there are many that aren't. And, um, you know, the Howey test needs to be reviewed and made, um, I, I guess. Uh, modernized. Yeah, modernized. Because uh, I think more... yesterday we talked about this. The Howey test was in uh, what 1930s, right? Well, I'm I'm wondering if they're going to get rid of the Howey test, and the Howey test is going to become the Ripple test. <laughs> because yeah, because no, and I'll tell you why I say that. Because you know, if if, if XRP comes out of a win from this, um, which I believe you know is the chances of that is happening. I actually think it's getting higher each day that goes by at the minute, and that's just my opinion. So yeah, once I, I I can see the Ripple test being played out. Adam, what's your thoughts on what I just read? Look, I, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he's inching closer to try to get um, uh, governance over cryptocurrency in general. He can't quite do it right now. So he says that he wants to regulate crypto exchanges like security exchanges. So honestly, that's a bad idea for the long run, but a very good idea in the short run. I mean, look what happened to Celsius. Look kind of what happened with Voyager, even though it's a stock exchange. So I'm not saying it's, I'm saying in the terms of protecting people, we might actually need that because people are investing into these platforms 
not knowing what they're investing into on their false pretenses, and all of this lending and borrowing is destroying cryptocurrency and reducing our need to use our God-given crypto right of staking. The whole point of crypto is to get staking rewards instead of using lending and borrowing, right? Like, right. in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's, it's hemp. It's, so it's not a terrible thing, but he is trying to get full control, obviously. Well, I think, I think so a couple months ago, I guess, uh, Jerome Powell from the FOMC was being questioned uh, by the committee as to what his thoughts are on digital currency. And I guess he basically said regulation is needed, but who's going to regulate it, right? So is it going to be the SEC? Is it going to be the FOMC? Is it going to be the FDIC? So what I'm, what I'm reading is that it looks like the SEC is trying to be the ones to go forward and try to regulate crypto and be the ones that are in control of that before anybody else. Because it doesn't seem like anybody else is really attempting to regulate it. Now, Biden administration has came out and said that, you know, they need to hurry up and figure out how to make it safer uh, for investors and things like that because of the Celsius, because of Luna and things like that. But I definitely think Mr. Gary Gensler has his own agenda. I'm not sure what Joey was going with because I don't know <clears throat> the in-depth of what he was saying as far as, uh, I guess, Mr. Gensler's. Joey, what were you talking about? Oh, you, you just have to go. You see it on Twitter, Mike. It's, it's essentially, um, there's there's possibilities that you know Gar Gary Gensler, you know, he's worth about a hundred million dollars, and he's got a lot of um, business interests. Uh, one that's registered uh, in his, uh, you know, a deceased uh, partner's name, which potentially should be investigated as a security uh, under under the rules and regulations, and isn't. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's a bit of it's a bit of a a, a dodgy one but he's, he's definitely he's lost some credibility with me and i think he's lost credibility with a lot of other people if you look into that what's well, unfortunate is, go ahead go ahead i'll just add to this at the same time and i can't find the article a couple of days ago the commodities exchange commission right signaled that they're increasing their cryptocurrency wing so it's almost like there it's is a battle be an, yes because both of them want to be under their own purview especially with the crypto bill that's, that was proposed by Senator Loomis and uh, her counterpart. I forgot her name. Did, did that get turned down? The bill? Oh, it's, on, it's, it's ongoing. They, they, they sent uh -huh. it over, and now it gets reviewed for a long time. But both of them are on the – one of them is on the banking committee, and one of them is on the money uh, monetary committee, if I'm not mistaken. So they each hold a position in both of those departments, which is super interesting. I think by – they need to go about things slightly different. And I've seen like um, pockets of, of the sort of stuff that I think needs to happen with education being a, an aspect of making sure that retail investors understand what it is that they're actually investing in. So, you know, what I would like to see is less of this bullying sort of tactics from the SEC and, and more of a, right, how can we work together? And that's the one thing that excites me about the terminology in, in that article that you, you read out, Mike. Um, because if you can work together and harbor the adoption of cryptocurrency, making it safer for, for individuals, you know, with a little bit of education, you know, like 
you know do you understand what it is that you're you're investing in you know you you do realize you know it could be just on an exchange just a few questions for example would be at least a start to it you know you do realize that cryptocurrencies are volatile and you know you could risk losing all of your money you know don't invest more than you could afford to lose yeah, something you know, at the beginning when you're signing up that you have yeah. to like do a questionnaire especially yeah. you know hey why are you on this platform oh i want to trade crypto or i want to trade stocks well if yeah. you want to trade crypto here is this laid out yeah you could, that's you, a pretty good idea you could even have like start. you could even have like you know um you know where's the money coming from that you're, you're looking to invest you know because if somebody ticks a box saying oh it's a loan like you probably shouldn't be taking out a loan to buy cryptocurrency a volatile asset you know what i mean like i know people will see that as a bit of a gray area and, and stuff like that but i do think that it's it's if if it's done in the right way with the right wording because that was terribly said um, <laughs> you know like then then that's a good thing and also like courses and I, I have seen that there were some bills in the us and i'm not from the us so i could just be talking a load of shite um but you know where they're gonna um make it so retail investors you know can become um what do you call it like um accredited yeah with with a few questions like a like a questionnaire type thing um which would open up the the floodgates to to make it more accessible to to more of the everyday individual right and i think that's that's the right thing to do but i do think the educational piece is like a piece of the jigsaw that, that is missing and i think you you're do better like if you're trying to work together on it rather than this ridiculous enforcement action that you know perceptionally from where i'm sat just seems like a, a money grab right everybody's trying to grab a little bit of money but they're not touching the ones that you know they've got you know investments in or their family have got investments in and friends have got investments in they're not securities and they're not being touched but actually the ones that i'm not you know they're fair game it just seems it just seems a bizarre way to to work if you're actually looking to to get to that end goal if that makes sense in my yeah. eyes Adam, you were itching to say something there for a second. I was going to say, Chris, you invest in stocks as well? I, I have done. I'm not really in any stocks at the minute, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, just purely property, crypto, metals. The reason Same why I asked. Imran too, right? Yeah. You do stocks, Imran? No, I don't actually have any stocks. Oh. Property, though. Property, um, gold, silver, diamonds, bullion, the usual nonsense, yeah. Yeah, make sure you hold my $100 in that property. <laughs> but uh, the, the reason why I'm asking is because the questions that you asked, you're 100% right. When you open up a stock account mm. and you want to apply for, let's say, options trading, like riskier type of trading, yeah. leverage, when you want to take out margin, like leverage, they will ask you exactly what you just said. That's what I'm asking you. Like they're asking you, what's your risk aversions? How long have you been invested? What's your mm -hmm. appetite for risk, right? Like, it, it might sound stupid, but sometimes when you're reading this, you ask yourself, like, hold on a second. Do I know what the F I'm doing? Or am well, I, like, yeah. completely being stupid here? So, 100%, that was a great statement. I just, I, just, I just honestly feel like they're not working towards the goal that they're talking about, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think you get anywhere with enforcement. Like, you might force people to, to comply with certain rules but wouldn't it just be better and more adoptive if you were to set out the rules and 
you know, support with the educational side of things. I think, you know, those are the keys to unlocking the door uh, so we can actually progress and grow and, and harbour the, the sort of adoption that we want in this space. Uh, I just think there's a lot more to, to do. I, I think uh, we're super early. Um, you know, I think there's other aspects that you could look at. You know, uh, there's there's far more that can be done around the scammers. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of these non-crypto platforms like Twitter, YouTube and various other platforms need to take more accountability. Facebook, you know, like the list goes on, Instagram, all of them. Um, you know, the the bots and stuff. They should be something easy to to resolve and you know clear up some of the the things that you know um, I guess historically I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here but um, you know you get that stigma don't you you know you had it with stocks where people got burnt just the once and you know before they were told ten people now they're telling like hundreds possibly hundreds of thousands and i think you're going to get that same stigma with cryptocurrency if all these other platforms don't work together to resolve some of the scammer issues uh, as well as the educational piece that i just talked about so uh in in speaking about gary gensler so today uh senate hearing today senator toomey tears into gary gensler for the sec's absence at yet another policy hearing on the very thing he's supposed to be doing fighting scams, fraud, and high-risk schemes that explode on holders. Where was the SEC? So once again, this just kind of reedifies everything that we've just been discussing, right? So <laughs> yeah. last question for everyone on this macro talk. Uh, do we think that the U.S. is in a recession? Joey, yes or no? Yes, 100%. It doesn't matter how you bend the figures. You could use different figures to say, well, okay, let, let's say they're not. If they're not, it's coming, in my opinion. Because I, I think things are getting worse. Well, from my understanding, um, a recession is defined uh, by two conse uh, consecutive um, quarters of falling GDP, right? Now, Powell come out and said that, you know, we're not in a recession, right? And he used the, um, you know, the labor market as one of the reasons why we're not in a recession, right? Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Adam? So we are in a recession, 100%. We've currently been in a recession for the last one to three months. This is a lagging indicator, just like inflation is a lagging indicator. Recession is 100%, two negative growth rates of GDP. We're going to get the official GDP numbers in August 25th, so another month. And then sometime next year, there's going to be a governing body of a bunch of dipshits. Sorry for cursing, take it out. There's going to be a governing, <laughs> there's going to be a governing body of a bunch of very smart economists that are going to twist a bunch of different things to say if we're in a recession or not. So it's going to be one of two things. Either they're going to say we're currently not a recession, or originally we were supposed to be negative 2 point something percent GDP. The Where I'm getting my number, Mike, I know you're looking. You're like, hold on. They said it's supposed to be positive 0.3, right? I, I know. Where I'm getting my numbers is this. If you go to the Atlanta Fed, which is one of the governing bodies of the Fed, they have something called GDP track now or track GDP now. Just type it. It's easy. And they literally track it as best as possible. Their last figure was like 1.7 negative. We got 0.9. Approximately a month ago, their figures was negative 2.0 or 2.1. Something like this. Just Aren't these numbers retracted each time though? It's Aren't they adjusted? Up updated, adjusted. Correct. But you can't just adjust from a negative 2.0 to a positive something. So that's why I knew we were in a recession and other things. 
However, however, they're like a plus or minus. It's like under 5%. It's a very, very close numbers. Since we're at 0.9%, this is reinforcing what I've been saying for quite a while. By the time people realize we're in a recession, and by the time people start preparing for the recession, we're actually going to be in a bull run, which is what I'm telling people on my channel. We've been preparing on my channel for four months for this recession. So since we actually got negative 0.9 GDP, and we were actually supposed to have 0.2 a month and a half ago, that means our economy is actually starting to go up. Plus the gas prices, plus crude oil prices that keep going down, and I've been tracking them for the last six or seven weeks. We are in a recession, but they're probably going to say either we're not, or most likely they're going to say, hey, we had a recession, but it was a very minor recession because of our amazing policies. Because we did such amazing job, we were able to just barely, barely, barely get a recession, and we're geniuses. And now we're no longer in a recession. The White, House's, the White House's statement today was, we are not in a recession. We are in a transition. <laughs> That's, that's from the White House's mouth. So, however you want to paint the picture. I'm surprised he could speak. Well, he didn't. It was his, you know, he, he never speaks. He's old. He's having coffee right now. Uh, Chris, what's your thoughts? Are we in a recession, yes or no? Well. You're silly. <laughs> <laughs> I got caught. I, love it. I got caught. I, got I thought caught. you were. I was going to say like, and that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> um, are we are we in a recession um yeah we are in a recession yeah um can't can't think straight now yeah we are in, uh I, I do think we are in a recession however like i think what adam said lines up with kind of my my way of thinking in the respect that it feels like they're delaying a, a, an awful lot it's like delay after delay and yeah that could be the reason why as in you know, like what you, you've said, Adam, that they're going to just say that we've come out of it. Yeah, I think there's a real high chance that that could be something that happens. How does Bitcoin get to 14K then? Black Swan event, China, probably. China. So it's got to be a Black Swan event. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Joel's been trying to speak for like 40 minutes. Go, I'm trying. <laughs> if you guys hold up your finger, I promise I'll get to you. Joey, go ahead. Well, I want to get, uh, get uh, people's opinions here. Is, is how, where do you think base rates are going to go? Because my personal opinion is that, the, you know, America and the UK and probably other nations and the European Bank, I, I think they've got a long way to go. And I, I, don't, I don't think that we should be going to, you know, 2%, two, 3% two, base rates. You know, I think we should, you know, potentially go in, you know, maybe 6 to 10%. What does everyone else think? Adam, what were you just trying to show? Was that base rates? So funny. I love these questions. You guys are great. So <laughs> I happened to cover this on my, I happened to cover this on my channel to help my guys out. Uh, and I came with a little bit of a, so a lot of people, like as Chris was saying, there's like so much hopium and so much of this BS, right? And everyone talks without saying that. So some, if you're going to tell me Bitcoin's going to go to a thousand and you back it up by something, I'll be like, okay, respect or a hundred thousand respect, whatever. So I try to come up with some type of data. So the current base rate is somewhere between two and two and a half percent. Right now we have two and a quarter to 2.5%. This is what I believe is going to happen in a non-financial way, purely entertainment and educational purposes. And this is going to be a plus or minus 5.5%, uh, half a percent variation, deviation. In September, we're going to be raising the rate by 75 basis points, which gets us to two to three and a quarter. In November, we're going to have a 50 to 75 basis points, which gets us to three and a half to 
In December, we're going to have a 50 basis point rate hike, which gets us to 4 to 4.5%. In January, we're going to have a 25 basis points, which gets us to 4.25% to 4.75%. In March, we're either going to have a zero basis points or 25 basis point rate hike, which takes us to 4.25% to 5%. And after that, rates are going to start going down and they're going to try to get back to the rates that we are right now, which is that neutral rate of two and two and a half percent. Why? United States uh, debt, $30 trillion. For every percent that they raise the interest rates, that's a $300 billion bill that we have to pay. At 5%, which we're probably going to hit, that's $1.5 trillion we have to pay. We don't have that money. We just keep raising the debt ceiling. They must reduce back to where we are right now. But they also must keep raising it to bring down inflation. It's the craziest thing ever. And we're going to end up having inflation at somewhere around 5%. That's going to be the base rate. It's not going to be 2, 2.5 like they're saying. We're going to end up having a 2.5% interest rate. And we're going to end up having like a 5% inflation. And we're going to be so happy with 5% because we're so used to 9%. We're going to be thanking everybody at 5 my personal opinion. I love that it's backed up. That's pretty good. Go ahead, Joe. And and this just comes back to my other, you know, might be a controversial opinion. This, but I think one of the biggest mistakes was, you know, was essentially allowing the Saudis to own the world debt because, you know, once you know some guys have got extreme power of owning the world debt, this this is the problem, right? You know, I, I believe that United States, for instance, probably needs to raise it higher. But but like Adam just said, that's the exact reason why they can't. Because it's not that it's not their debt, and this is this is the problem. You know, the, most most countries and other economies are in this situation. So, how many decades, if not centuries, into the future, you know, might be screwed over by you know what one or two certain nations owning the world debt? This is a problem, but it is what it is. Okay, <laughs> but not for the tangent. A, 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 a very. Uh... Very in-depth uh, conversation, lots of numbers. My brain doesn't process numbers that quickly. So Adam uh, might have to get you to just send me a screenshot of that so that maybe I could whenever study Whenever you're it. ready. Yeah, whenever, <laughs> whenever you're ready. No, it's all good. So guys, awesome macro talk. That was, uh, Chris, it was great having you on. Adam, uh, listening to you two go back and forth, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Imran, I think you were just having popcorn over there, enjoying the show. Uh, Joey, you almost fell asleep for a little bit, and then you came back at the end like a boss. So yeah. uh, I'm just ready to party in London, baby. Yeah, I was going to say, Chris, uh, Chris, are you excited for the meetup tomorrow, man? Le leave us leave us with some good thoughts on the on the meetup. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't say everybody that's attended. Uh, I'm just not allowed to. Um, but yeah, we've got, you know, that I can talk about. We've got Singularity Net, um, you know, up to the CTO going to be there. We've got Singularity DAO. We've got a few YouTubers that, that are going to be in attendance as well. We've got VC companies, um, lots and lots of people uh, from the community. Um, yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's fantastic for the brand. Um, it's going to be a great opportunity for people to network and learn about some of the fantastic projects that we've got in the space. You know, real legit, genuine hardworking teams of projects that are going to be in attendance so um, really excited about it look forward to, to meeting the community and um, yeah like it's just about I made a bit of a, a, a bundle of uh, short videos for uh, later today and for, for tomorrow 
you know, just of Joey dancing, Nick dancing, <laughs> uh, you know, all that. I like, want Joey. actual look. So look, because I'm in the States, obviously Adam and I can't come. Right. But we need, I need video proof of Nick dancing at, oh, at, yeah. at, at blacks. If, if you don't mind, Imran, you've <laughs> got to get video of this, right? <laughs> that and, uh, that and Chris, but look, Hey, I'm jealous. We've, we've kept Chris, we've kept you forever. You need to finish packing. You need to do all that. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, you guys have fun at Blacks tomorrow. Uh, I'm pretty. Imran, is it free to go? Yeah, as it's, long it's as you're free. In, yeah. As long as you're just a part of the Discord, it's yeah. free to go. So yeah, so Chris has arranged Blacks everything. Blacks is like balling out club, right? Yeah, it's it's a members club. I mean, it's 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 in the, one of the best places in the world, right? Uh, Chris is giving back to the community, so you know it's a no brainer. Join Discord. Chris and Nick. Come, you still we'll got time. <laughs> so, yeah, IK, you did a great job helping set everything up too. Uh, it's going to be pretty dope. Joey, I know you're just stoked out of your mind. You're I'm already, just, I'm just you're giving freshly shaven with your <laughs> Maverick look, ready to rock and roll, bro. So, hey, you guys have fun tomorrow. Uh, but anyways, to our, to our viewers, thanks so much for listening in. Liking and subscribing. Please smash the like. Please smash the subscribe. We're so close to 1,000, baby. Got to happen. And, <laughs> and, go, and go like and subscribe on the Adam Bergman show as well. Yes, sure. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Catch you guys in the next one. See you, everyone.